Come on and clap your hands to the Lord if he's done anything for you. Come on, stand to your feet. If you feel his presence in this house tonight, could you just love him for a moment? Come on, is he worthy? Come on, is he worthy? Come on, if he's worthy, could you clap your hands? Could we do the other part of that verse and could you give the Lord a shout of praise if he's done anything for you? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be the name above every name. Somebody shout the name of Jesus in this house. Come on, from the front to the back, could you shout Jesus? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Anything can happen in this place tonight, amen? Nudge somebody next to you and tell them, say, hey, just in case you forgot, anything can happen. Anything can happen in this place tonight. Why don't you give a big hand clap, round of applause to the praise team and the band for leading us in worship tonight. First Timothy chapter number one and verse number three. As you're turning there, I want to give honor to your youth president, his team, Brother Hughes, Brother Smith. Let's give them honor tonight. They're doing such an excellent, excellent, excellent job here. To all the great churches represented here of the Mississippi District, to, to Pastor Voskis, what a magnificent facility here at Bethlehem Church. And I just I consider him family and consider him a man of God and a voice of God in my life who I've followed for many years, and I give him great high honor tonight. I know that he is all over the world affecting the kingdom of God, just got back in from overseas, and, and, uh, and I told him if he heard anything that sounded odd or off, it was probably because he was jet-lagged tonight. It wasn't that I was a bad preacher. So, um, But uh, 1 Timothy chapter number 1, give honor to your district superintendent, Brother Porterfield, and all their staff. It's just a great district, great to be a part of the Mississippi district here for the next day or so. 1 Timothy one says, and as I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus, when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. Everybody say, no other doctrine. No other doctrine. Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions. Somebody say questions. Rather than godly edifying which is in faith, so do. I told Brother Hughes tonight, Brother Vasquez, I would not preach as long as my list of scriptures tonight. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pack your head, your mouth, your heart, everything full of the Word of God tonight. Everybody all right with that? I, my, my title tonight is, uh, I hope it makes sense toward the end. I promise you this isn't like me getting on to you like I get on to my kids, but my title tonight is Straighten Up. Straighten Up. Anybody ever heard that from your dad, your mom, grandfather? Hey, straighten up, all right? Be cutting up back there in the back row of the church. Get those eyes. Somebody leans over and tells you, hey, you better straighten up or your daddy's going to have your hide after church, right? Straighten, straighten up. That's not necessarily the, the angle we're going to take. I hope you don't take it that way tonight. I hope you're encouraged tonight to stand strong and to stand tall for the word and, and, and everything that we're going to dive into. But straighten up will be... Our title. Would you lay your Bibles down? Would you lift your hands to heaven and let's pray that the Lord would touch us tonight? God, I thank you 
God, for all that you've done tonight already, I thank you for your presence that's in this room. I thank you for your power, God, your anointing, God, that you inhabit the praises of your people, God. And we've come at this moment that your word would be all that it is, a lamp into our feet, a light into our path, God. Show us where we are and where we need to be. Let it be, oh God, revelatory, but let it be relevant to every heart. It may fall upon good ground tonight that we may see your kingdom come and your will be done, God, that your word would be forever settled here on earth as it is in heaven. We love you and give you praise in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Amen. You can be seated tonight. I need you to help me preach here for a few moments. And don't, 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 don't get me tonight where you get with the, the praise and worship team and don't get with the preaching, all right? I know, my, I know my boy can sing better than I can preach, but I'm going to need somebody to help me tonight, all right? Mark chapter 8 and verse number 11 says, The Pharisees came forth and began to question. Everybody say question. Question, question with him, seeking of sign, a sign from heaven, tempting him. And he sighed deeply in his spirit. Jesus sighed deeply in his spirit and said, Why doth this generation seek after a sign? Verily I say unto you, There shall no sign be given unto this generation. And he left them. He said, you're going to ask a question. I'm going to answer a question with a question, and I'm leaving. And he entered into the ship and again departed to the other side. When we question God, we'll dive right in this evening. When we question God, everybody say, he questions us. When we question God, he questions us. I believe right now, from what I can see of our movement, but especially within our young people the number one problem in our youth groups across our nation, within the United States especially, is unbelief. Unbelief. Hebrews 3 and 12 says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. I thought in order to be evil, I had to be a liar and a cheater and doing all the things on the bad list. No, you just have to have unbelief in your heart for your heart to be evil. Unbelief will keep you out of the promised land just like it did the children of Israel. And it, unbelief is evil just like any other list of sins that we'd have. And there is a challenging world out there. There is so many different avenues now that is pulling your mind and trying to persuade your mind into thinking something else might be okay and something else might be True, and I could just give this a, this a part of my life or a season of my life. Do you believe that the Word is the Word of God? Do you believe that this is forever settled here on earth as much as it is in heaven? Is this the truth that I'm going to live my life by? Because a little bit of unbelief can be just as much bad as the list of things we would say would be inappropriate for our youth group to do. First Kings chapter 22, excuse me, in verse number 20. It says, and the Lord said, who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? And one said on this manner, another said on this manner, and there came forth a spirit. Everybody say a spirit. spirit. And it stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. I, I, I'll persuade him. And the Lord said unto him, wherewith? And he said, I'll go forth and have a lying spirit in my mouth with all of his prophets. And he said, thou shalt persuade him also. Go forth and do so. Here we see a discussion in heaven, a spirit, a spiritual battle is going to take place and a spirit stood before the Lord and said, I'll persuade Ahab. And at this point we see here in this story, 400 of the king's false prophets would begin to speak the same lie 
that King Ahab would take to his death. He was convicted to go to Ramoth Gilead where he would die in battle. I'm here to tell a group of young people today that we are fighting the same spirit that volunteered before the Lord that day that said, I'll persuade them. I'll convince them. And and I'm here to warn you today that I believe we've got some of the greatest Brother Hughes, Brother Smith, I think we've got some of the greatest young people in all. I believe that they're walking the line. I believe they're living the life. I believe that they're doing what you're asking them to do. They're they're, they're attending church and they're in the prayer room and they're abiding by the thing we consider righteousness and they're serving God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. But the Bible tells me, and I've been stirred in my spirit the past month or so, to remind you that unbelief is evil. And that you don't necessarily have to be a liar. You've just got to believe one. You might not be cheating on tests and lying to your parents, but the devil might have convinced you through a social media app that you are what he says you are. The devil might have convinced you, young lady, that you'll never live up and you'll never win the comparison trap to the world. And young man, that you'll never be able to keep from doing this and keep from doing that and fulfill who God has and has called you to be. Unbelief, Mark 16 and 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. What you believe in this room tonight determines everything. Do you believe God is who he says he is? 1 John 2 and 21 says, I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it. In other words, I'm not written this to you because I'm I'm trying to convince you or trying to let you hear it. But he said, I write to you because you know it and that no lie is of the truth. Our strength today, young people, our stability comes from a solid foundation of the word of God. There is a lying spirit in our world today that is going to be detrimental to any mind that it can touch, to any mind that it can convince. And we are fighting a lie like never before. There is way more than 400 prophets telling you that you need to go to battle and deceiving you. Every outlet that you turn on is a false form of diminishing truth and erasing absolutes and challenging authority. We need the word of God. The devil has convinced us for far too long that if we can just believe we are right, He can convince you you're okay. He can get you comfortable in your condition. I'll be okay and I'll make it to heaven. It's a lie just like any other lie. He can get you comfortable on a pew just like he can cause you to be drunk on a bar stool. If he can convince you in this room that I'm enough and I've made it and I'm spiritual enough and I pray enough and I read enough. No, you've not taught your last Bible study. You don't have any angel wings tonight. Nobody's got a halo over their head. I could be fooled in the room tonight if I'm not careful. Unbelief. Can God do it? Can God, can the same miracles that took place in this room when a J. Frank Wilson, huh? When a previous generation was marching up and down its aisles, the previous generation, is is the same truth. Are we standing on that same truth? He's convinced us for far too long. There's nothing further from the truth. The truth is the only thing that is setting you free now and the only thing that's going to set you free later. Just like Ahab, even Adam and Eve, the story goes on and on and on in the very beginning. We have no record of them lying. We have no record of them doing anything other than believing the lie of the adversary. 
You don't have to be acting like the devil. You just have to believe him. It's time that we be who God says that we ought to be. It's time that we ought to stand and say, devil, you are a liar and the father thereof, and I'm going to walk in who God says that I am and who the word of God says that I am and what I hear week in and week out, I'm fixing to put it into action. I'm not going to let you tell me when I get in my car tonight that I'm a low down, good for nothing. I'm not going to believe you anymore. I'm tired of you telling me that I'm not good enough. I'm tired of you telling me that I got to look a certain way. I'm tired of you telling me that I'm not. Oh, I feel the presence of the Lord speaking to somebody. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I know what I'm talking about tonight. God is the one who tells me who I am. Oh, Acts 19. Acts 19. The certain of a vagabond took a spiritual battle in heaven saying, hey, can I go persuade them? Can I go have a conversation with them? He said, there's some spiritual things. He said, we adjure you whom Paul preached and there were you of the priests who, uh, which did so and the evil spirit answered and said, no. And Paul, I, but who are you? I've come to ask some young people tonight, who are you? Who are you? Is, is, is the devil intimidated by your presence? Is the devil intimidated by you walking in the room? The man in whom the evil spirit leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them, so they fled out of the house naked and wounded. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Brother Voskis, I know. Brother Porterfield, I know. The previous generation, I know. But young people in this room tonight, I've come to ask you, who are you? Can you stand up on the word of God and say, Uh, It's the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Rise up and walk. The same spirit that's been preached for generations and generations and generations. It's in me. And I'm going to walk with authority. And I'm going to speak wisdom. I'm going to speak the word with power and authority. And I don't have to call pastor to pray for somebody. I don't have to call pastor to teach a Bible study. I got enough word in me. I got enough truth in me to be able to do something in the kingdom of God. Who are you? I want the devil to know who the Mississippi district is. I want the devil to know he ain't walking up in here. me. You're not persuading this youth group. I don't just have access tonight. I want to act in authority. He said, I'm not come to you because you don't know. I've come to let you know that you may be deceived into thinking maybe it just don't apply to you. Because he can convince us in so many different ways. I know. We'll sing about it tonight. Let's say it one more time. I think I'll say it again. God's been so good to me, and he's my closest friend. I've come too far to turn down. There's no doubt when I'm standing here and my man is singing it and we're running the aisles, but when you step out and you begin to, you begin to scroll through your phone, and all of a sudden you've just taken yourself somewhere that you ought not be, and you've let the devil tell you once more on a Monday morning, I'm just going to be who I was last week. Not bad. Not doing anything wrong, but not doing anything for God either. I got nothing to tell you that I'm necessarily going to chalk you up and tell you you're on a pathway to hell. But ultimately, 
The way is wide that leads to destruction, not because anybody wakes up and says, hey, I want to go to hell. I want to be divorced today. I want to go to prison today. You know why it's wide? Because we got a bunch of people trying to make the decision of whether I want to be in or I want to be out. It's all the gate dwellers. Says, hey, I don't know if I want to serve him. I don't know if I that he created the world in seven days. I don't really know. My professor said that there was a big bang, and I don't know if my pastor's right. or You, got, you don't have enough truth to believe and know what's right. You can tell me all the stats, all the stats of what's going to happen tomorrow when Ole Miss rolls the tide right on out. I'm cheering for you tomorrow in the name of Jesus. Huh? You know all the stats. You can tell me all the things. Girls, you know every drink right now. Huh? When the discount is, what the, month, the day of the month is, where the, the, the sale price drops. You can tell me all the things. Who's dating who? Who's following who? Who blocked who? Who's got who muted? Who's talking to who and whose DMs and didn't talk to you yesterday and this and that's going on? And you, could, you couldn't tell me if there's one or three when somebody asks you why he said, let us make man, and the devil's got you convinced that maybe those folks at school and maybe those folks at the college classroom maybe know something you don't. You got to have enough word in you if you're going to stand. You got to have enough. God's going to be able to use you because you can be so close, yet so far. We sing the songs, dance. We can dress the dress, talk to talk. But we got to have the word of God. My people, Hosea 4 and 6, are destroyed because they're drawn on lust. My people are destroyed because they hang out with the wrong people. My people are destroyed because they smoke weed. My people are destroyed because of social media. No. My people just don't know. A lack of. God forbid we spend years. You turn 18 years old and you got all the degrees and you checked all the boxes and you got straight A's and teachers are proud, mama's proud but you don't know one thing about this book huh I've got to know this truth there's no way I can live for God and not know his word to me I've forgotten the Lord or act in it you have to obey it. You have to look at it like a mirror and take it in, as James says. If I, I would be a fool to look at it, see, my, see myself, know what I need to change, know what I need to fix, and walk away and not do it. Huh? You've seen those folks before. On the, you know, they come into class five minutes late. You think, man, they should have looked in the mirror. You know, huh? I think there's people in, in, in our lives that God looks around and thinks, hey, how long are you going to walk around with that piece of hair sticking straight up the back? How, you gonna, how long are you going to walk around deceived by the devil's tricks? How long are you going to walk around when I've got a word sitting here? Oh, it stirs my heart when I begin to think how we have all that we need right here in the word of God. How everything I need is right here. I have access to it, every answer to every question. But most of all, I can read the back of the book and know that we win. I can get mad all day at Adam and Eve. I can get mad at all day at, at Sodom and Gomorrah. I can look at all, but they didn't know what we know. 
They didn't know that he, he's laying in the grave right now. We don't really know. We've, we've, so, we've forsaken everything. I left my parents to follow this guy, and he's laying over there in the grave. Guess what? We know that he gets up. We know that he conquered death, hell, and the grave. We know that he poured his spirit out in an upper room in Acts 2 and rent the veil so you and I could have his presence living. We know all we need to know. We know he's gone away, and he's preparing a place. I don't know what else you need to know. I don't know how much more convincing you need to... I don't get it. It don't make sense to me. I sit in offices. I listen to people talk. Our world today is the same book we've had. Bestseller. Beth, best, it's printed more than any other book. Same book, but yet depression's at an all-time high. And everything I need to know about myself is right here. Every solution to every problem. You'll be destroyed. For a lack of knowledge. I don't want to have knowledge of his word. And know that the devil is destroying us generation after generation by deception. I'm here to tell somebody in the unction of the Holy Ghost tonight. Please stop listening to him. Please open up the pages of your Bible. But you ultimately cannot escape what you are willing to entertain. You can't escape what you're willing to to entertain. If you won't put it down, there's a battle going on. The enter, you entertain the lies. You don't deserve to be happy. You don't fit in here. You, you'll never be allowed to be free. You'll never live without that person. You'll never rise above those regrets. What if, what if, what if, what if you don't take uh, all this? What if it don't take all this to live for God? He's got you hooked. He's got you bound. He's got you in a place where ultimately you live based upon whatever he wants to tell you. 2 Thessalonians 2 and 12 said that they might all be damned who believed not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. If he gets you to question what God says about you and what God did for you, if the truth will set you free, a lie will bind you up. And what, an, what a shame it would be for the church to have the if we can look at it this way, in, in prayer and the keys to death, hell, and the grave, the, through the name of Jesus and the power of his word, be a literal human hinge of heaven. Just as those doors back there swing on a hinge, he says, you can bind what needs to be bound and you can loose what needs to be loosed. You can literally open and hinge heaven by just praying a prayer and knowing enough of the word of God to be able to say, hey, that's not going to take place in here. You're not going to have any authority in my life. He said, you bind on earth, it'll be bound in heaven. You loose on earth. So why are we walking around bound up? Why are we walking around so confused? Why is it that we walk around and we were having so many issues? If the truth can set you free, then a lie can bind you up. So the, the question is this, what, what are you going to believe? What are you going to believe? It's that simple. Does God love you or has he forsaken you? The second's obviously a lie. But for some reason, we allow that thought to come into our brain. God has given you breath in your body today. God says, young lady, that you are special. God says that I will die for you, young man, and I'll bleed. And by my stripes, you can be made whole and be healed. And I, I'll work for you even when you don't realize that I'm working for you. And I'll forgive you when you don't deserve it. And I'll give you mercy even though you've misused it. And I'll 
over and over and over and over again. He says, if you'll just walk by faith and not what it looks like, you are a conqueror and you are chosen and you are mine. But it comes down to just simply, are you going to believe that or not? I've come tonight looking for a young person that's willing to stand up, straighten up. Because you know the word of God. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But who are you? Know the law or live a lie. I've come to challenge you tonight, and it's not popular. It's not going to be easy, but there's a spirit that's just causing us to feel like, and there's no doubt, I feel like almost the scripture applies to this generation that the reproach has been removed off. It used to be people got made fun of for what you did in this place tonight. But now you turn on any charismatic YouTube hip-hop preacher in his Jordans, everybody got the Holy Ghost. Everybody running, jumping. That was a generation that got made fun of. And so we, we paved a path of Pentecostalism that's, it's cool to be Pentecostal. It's, it's cool to be doing what you're doing tonight. But it's somewhat become so simple and so easy. If we're not careful, we've, pre- we've prepared the, the path but not prepared the people. And we've got the weakest-minded generation that we've ever had, statistically. But the Bible tells me i got to have some fight in me. i got to have some grit in me. It says, oh, no, you can, you can say that, but I know the truth. And I'm willing to work. I'm willing to press. I'm willing to get beyond whatever. You know, it's, it's, it, you don't see it in the Bible anywhere with anybody where it wasn't a fight. There's some of you in this place tonight, it's like Jacob. There's an angel that showed up and wants to fight. There's an angel that showed up and wants to wrestle you because he wants to know, hey, I want to see some passion. I want to see some zeal. I want to see some fight in you. I don't want to just see it on the ball court. I want to see it in the kingdom of God. I know you'll stand up for some other things, but will you stand up for God? Huh? How bad do you want it? How bad do you want to see revival come? How bad? But the, here's the thing, you got to know, you got to know the word of God to know how to fight. You don't get to kill giants and not know the word of God. Huh? You don't get to be a giant killer. You don't get to be a spiritual, just, just, uh, just, 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 just big, you know, you think of David. David had all the things, you know, he was a singer, songwriter, man after God's own heart and all these things. I've heard it preached a million ways, and I'm sure I've got the wrong. I, I, I may not be right on this, but I'll tell you just from my interpretation. David went and killed Goliath. You know why? It was the law. I've heard it preached. He went down and picked up five smooth stones. He picked up the five-fold ministry. He did all this stuff. Kind of Bottom line is when you defy the Lord God according to the law in that day, you stone that person. He knew the law. The law said he's talking about my God, and the Bible says the law of that day says he shouldn't live. So what's he do? What nobody else would do. But he's got to know the truth. You've got to know the word of God if you are going to fight. You don't just all of a sudden, oh, well, I guess I'll go grab these stones and you just happened upon No, no. He'd been working with the law. He knew the law. You don't just get to be available. That's, that's proven fact of why the other seven were an anointed king. Well, pastor, I'm here. Well, that's good. There's seven here. But the oil wouldn't pour. You've got to qualify yourself. 
you got to make sure you know the Word of God. you got to make sure that you have equipped yourself to be used in the kingdom of God. Everybody stands up and wants to make it to heaven. Everybody wants to stand up when it's time to do But are you willing to put your nose in this book? Huh? This Word's not just for the preacher. This Word's not just for the man of God. This Word is for you to use on a daily basis. You shouldn't, be, you shouldn't be beat down. You shouldn't feel like you are, you're less than. I've come to ask somebody tonight, I, who are you? Say, I'm not sure. I'm confused. I'm frustrated. It all comes down to you get to choose tonight. You're going to believe the word of God or you're going to believe the lie of the adversary. Who are you? Are you confirming or confusing the gospel? Are you confirming or confusing your generation? I've come to ask you tonight, are you an exclamation point or are you a question mark? God's job is to give you a promise and to confirm and to put an exclamation point at the end of what he's created you to be. But the devil's job is to give you just a question mark. I've come to tell you, quit backsliding every time the devil does his job. Quit taking five steps back every time the devil tells you a lie. You got to know enough word to stand when something pushes against you. The bottom line is you've got an exclamation point in the Word of God. One stands tall. One stands strong. There's not much different, but one's just kind of lost a backbone. One's just kind of hunched over, crooked, warped, deceptive. Very similar. When you just straighten that out, you get the exclamation point. God's given us some exclamation points. I don't know. Oh, maybe it'll be on the screen. Psalms 103. Look at this. Psalms 103 and verse number 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. In the original text, that has an exclamation point on it. David did it over and over and over again. He says, Psalms 46, be still and know that I am God. I will exalt thee among all nations. I will be exalted in the earth, exclamation point. Psalms 107 and 8, oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works and the, to the children of men, exclamation point. Psalms 150 and 6, he ends the book of Psalms with, let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord, praise ye the Lord, hallelujah, with an exclamation point. Romans eleven thirty three. oh, the depth of riches both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, exclamation point. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out, exclamation point. 2 Timothy 4, and verse number 1, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who will judge the living and the dead and his appearing of his kingdom. Preach the word, exclamation point. Be ready, in season, out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. 2 Corinthians 9, 15, thanks be to God for his undescribable gift, exclamation point. 
over and over again. Great is the Lord, the greatly to be praised, to his greatness and his unsearchable exclamation point. Behold, the ma that manner of the love of the Father has bestowed upon us, and we should call be called children of God, exclamation point. Over and over again, whether he's referring to his greatness or how great he thinks you are, he decides, I'm going to put an exclamation point on the end of it. I'm going to make sure that you know it's not just something that I'm just thumbing through and saying about you. It's something that I'm saying with passion, and I want you to stand up just like I stood up for you. I want you to be willing to give your life for me just like I gave my life for you. I want you to be willing to step out and stand up. But you got to know that he says that about you. Amen? But we have this question mark that's nothing more than an exclamation point from yesterday that's lost its shape. Isaiah 40 and 4 says, Every valley shall be exalted, every mountain, every hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and rough places plain. Perhaps Isaiah 40 and 4 is why he came. I love Luke 13, the story. Verse number 10 says, And he's teaching in the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman which was in the spirit of infirmity, 18 years and was bowed, bowed together. Could in no wise be lifted up herself. And Jesus saw her and called her to him. And he said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. And he lay hands on her. And immediately she was made straight and glorified God. God requires sometimes in our lives. There's times where You'll come into the house of God and maybe you're in this place tonight and you have to make your way out of a pew. And God knows that the things and the uncertainties of life have beaten you up. They've got you bowed over. They've got you broken down. Life has just beat you up and the uncertainties of this world and things have happened that you didn't have control over. But you just, there's, there's times where, yes, it's natural within the human being to say, why, God? I don't understand why death come knocking on the door. I don't understand why cancer's in this, it's done what it's done in my family. I don't understand certain things. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. But to know there's times where I can come in and there'll be a question in my mind, but I could walk up to an altar. I walk up to a man of God with a bottle of oil, and he can begin to do what? Speak the word. Just as Jesus said, be made straight. You may have walked in one way. You may have walked in sick. You may have walked in depressed. You may have walked in beat up by the adversary, beat up by life. Believing a lie into this place tonight. But I'm here to tell you tonight to straighten up. I've come to tell you under the unction of the Holy Ghost tonight to live under the exclamation mark, not the question mark. I've come to tell you that greater is he that's in this room or in your life tonight than anything, any weapon that's formed against you, any lie that's been told to you. Stop questioning and straighten up. He wants to put an exclamation mark at the end of your name. He wants to put an exclamation mark at the end of your life. That question mark gets us all. That question mark, I don't know if you ever realized it or not, but it's in the shape of a hook. I've seen it over and over and over again. 
take a young person from this altar and just cause them, Pastor V, to begin to question. And the devil hooked them with one question, with one circumstance, one relationship, one bad decision, and they begin to question everything. Just stand to your feet this evening. I've simply come to ask you, are you going to believe the lie? Or are you going to believe the word of God? I want to read some word over you before we open up these altars this evening. Don't believe that lie, young lady. Don't believe that lie, young man. Psalms 19 and 9 tells us. Wherewithal shall a young person, young man, young lady cleanse his ways? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. With thy whole heart have I sought thee. O Lord, let not let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in my heart. Hear that tonight, please. That I might not sin against thee. Somebody in this place tonight is frustrated because you just keep going in circles. You're frustrated because you keep making the same mistake. You're frustrated because the devil catches you in your bedroom at night all alone and he convinces you that you're just not good enough. And for some reason I begin to compare myself to the people in my life and I begin to be deceived into thinking that I, 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 before I know it I'm depressed and I'm anxious and I'm fearful and I start making decisions and doing things and living a life that God never intended for me to live. Why? Because of one question. How do you cleanse your ways? How do you not sin against God? By the washing of the word of God. Let me just read this over you tonight, and I don't know if this will do anything for you before we come to pray, but this is the word of God. And I want you to close your eyes from this front row all the way to the back row, anybody that can, if you would engage in the word of God before we come and pray. You know what the devil has to say about you. He's there to meet you consistently, to fill your mind with lies. But let me tell you what the scripture says about you. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. For old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Before I formed you, young man, before I formed you, young lady, in your, your mother's womb, before thou camest forth in the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto nations. For your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own, for you are bought with the price, with the blood of the Lamb. Therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. You're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who's called you out of darkness into this marvelous light. I wanted you to close your eyes so that you could take in those words this evening, but I want you to open up your eyes. and Give me just another moment of your attention. Say, I, I, I believe I'm a chosen generation. I believe I'm a royal priesthood. I believe everything you just read. He says that you should show forth the praises of him.
who says that about you. You say, I believe the Word of God is the Word of God. We've got to start acting like it. The good news is the good news, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But where does it take us? Right into the book of Acts. Because good news can't just stop. It requires a response, action on our part. So as you come around this front tonight, if you've been deceived, if you've been drawn away, if you're frustrated, if you're fearful, fall on your face and let God renew you in His Word tonight. But you say, I'm doing pretty good. I wish... I don't, I'm not really struggling with any of those things. I feel like I'm doing pretty good. I, I wish you'd just show forth the praises of God who's called you out of darkness into this marvelous, marvelous light. Could we make a commitment to his word tonight? Could we make a commitment that I'm going to stand in who God says that I am? I am who he says that I am. I'm not forsaken. I'm not forgotten. I am good enough. I am what God says that I am tonight. Come on. I wish you'd make your way as far as you can up around this front to make room for anybody that wants to come. If you're able, you're a young person tonight, I wish you'd make your way around this front and let the Lord touch you tonight. It requires action. It requires a response. I've got to live in His Word. I've got to live in the truth and let it make me free. Come on, before they start singing, could we just respond to the Word of God for a moment? Could you lift up your voice? Say, God. I make a commitment to your word. I'm going to read your word. I'm going to apply your word to my life. I'm going to make sure that I know your word. Come on, in the name of Jesus right now. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But who are you? I want to be known in the kingdom of God. I want to be known not just by God but by the adversary because I know how to war in worship. I know how to war in prayer. I know how to speak and things happen. Come on, young person, in the name of Jesus. If you feel led to go across and pray with somebody that you know is struggling, in the name of Jesus, anything can happen in this room right now. He's here right now, and anything can happen. Come on, young lady. Come on, young man. Let the Lord minister to you. Jesus' name and Jesus. Come on, reach over and pray with somebody right now. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know what the devil's done to their mind, to their heart. Be free right now. Come on, pray. Be loosed right now in Jesus' name. Be set free right now in Jesus' name. Every stronghold, let it be loosed right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
Come on, for just a few moments, could everybody find somebody to pray with? Come on, just nobody looking around, nobody. Come on, God, we lock in here for a moment. Just ask God to touch us. Ask God to touch your brother. Ask God to touch your youth group. God, I want to be known. God, God I want to be used. Oh, God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, don't believe that lie. Come on, don't believe that lie. I am more than a conqueror. beautiful if you're praying keep praying but I want to speak to somebody in closing tonight the mercy of God is here in this place the biggest lie you'll believe tonight is you'll sit back and the devil will convince you that you've done too much and you've gone too far and God don't care about you not so this morning his mercy was new and fresh for you no matter what you did yesterday no matter what you did five minutes before you walked into this place the mercy of God is fresh and it's for you and God has a plan for you and God wants to use you if you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus you can be baptized tonight if you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost you can receive it tonight you've not gone too far you've not done too much God created you and you're still breathing his air therefore there's still hope and God wants to use you in his kingdom and I wish you'd lift your hands all across this place right now and receive the word of God that his arms are not short, that he cannot reach, nor his ears heavy, that he cannot hear. In the name of Jesus Christ tonight, receive a godly pride, a godly authority. In the name of Jesus, walk in the fullness of his truth. Walk in the fullness of his goodness. Walk in what he's done for you and what he's going to do for you. In the name of Jesus tonight.
right now you would you would touch your neighbor grab them on the shoulder and begin to pray with them you don't know what they came in here dealing with what lies the enemy's been speaking to them but right now I don't want you to focus on yourself I want you to focus on your neighbor right now and begin to pray faith into their life speak life into them right now go ahead and let the Holy Ghost guide you as you pray tonight Speak the word of the Lord. Speak prophetically. Let the Holy Ghost give you the word right now. And if you feel a word from the Lord, don't be afraid to tell somebody what God has said. 
let there be encouragement in the room let there be healing in the room let there be breakthrough in the room right now in the name of Jesus come on pray right now dig a little bit deeper right now go to another level in prayer right now God we need you I pray right now that, that you would straighten us up let us believe again what you said let us believe again how you see us oh God I speak faith in the room I speak wholeness in the room I speak healing in the room I speak deliverance in the room now in Jesus name last chorus can we lift our hands and surrender everything to him if you'll surrender and give up what's been holding you down holding you crooked God will straighten you up God will heal you God will use you God will deliver you come on lift your hands as high as you can and say unto him I surrender I give myself away oh yes Jesus I give myself away 
so I can be used, so I can be whole. God, I give my, I give myself away, so you can. I want my life to be straightened up, so I give myself away. Hallelujah. I'll pray right now. Pray these words. Sing these words. Hallelujah. I give myself, I give Sing it tonight. You can hold your head up in confidence as you give yourself to Him. Because your power relies, not, it lies not inside you, but inside of Him. It's not in yourself, it's in Him. And if you've got the Holy Ghost, you've given yourself to Him, you're walking in His power, His authority, His dominion, His righteousness. God's touching people. Tap in. God's moving on people. Tap in. Let God work on your heart. Let God straighten you up. Let God bring you back up on your feet again. Hallelujah. Last time, let's lift our hands unto the Lord and just love on the Lord. Thank Him for life change tonight. Thank Him for making the crooked way straight. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, mighty God.
time I want everybody in the room to sing along with this. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Come on, everybody sing it. Let me hear your voices tonight. Tell the Lord, tell the Lord with holding that. All the voices in the room, lift it up. Come on, lift it up high in the room. One more time, withholding nothing. Hallelujah. Clap your hands into the Lord. Give them praise. Come on, give them praise. Worship His holy name. Give Him glory right now. Magnify Him right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Everybody say afterburner. Tell your neighbor that's right now. We're going to have soup. We're going to have basketball, volleyball, dodgeball, and ping pong. It's going to be a great time of fellowship. Bring five dollars. Five dollars. Every bit of the money, the proceeds are going to overflow. What Brother Zach was talking about at offering time. And tomorrow at 11 a.m., we'll be right back here in the sanctuary Brother Zach Hammond will be teaching on curiosity versus conviction, the book that he wrote. And then right after that, we'll be grilling out. We'll have hot dogs, hamburgers, and even deer meat. And and you may say, deer meat, you need to trust me on this. We've got my good friend Brian Hall grilling. It's going to be amazing. You don't want to miss that. We're going to have a great time tomorrow at 11 o'clock and then also 7 o'clock. You are dismissed tonight in the name of Jesus.